just past the top of the hour. Thanks for spending two hours with us here on Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Tim Beeren, pastor of St. Charles Borromeo Church here in beautiful southeast Minnesota. Speaking of priests, it's now time for this week's Honor Our Fathers segment. We have many great priests who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. So we want to honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business. Let us know what you'd like to honor, who you'd like to honor, that is. And each week we'll draw a name, share who the winner is, and find out why that particular priest was nominated by one or more of our listeners. Today's Honor Our Fathers segment on the Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by West Dakota Oil, located at 604 East Broadway Street in Dickinson, Their phone number is 701-225-4292. This week, we honor, here it is, Father Matthew Falgren from Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City, South Dakota. And he was nominated by the Seven Sisters Apostolate. And it says here that he is a kind, compassionate, and knowledgeable priest. Father Matt is doing a lot with the COVID patients who are needing slash wanting to see a priest and subbing at other parishes. He is not afraid, they say, to admit struggles or shortcomings he has during homilies. It is very relatable and helpful to hear that even priests can struggle at times with things that the rest of us regular parishioners also do. I go to him, we go to him rather for regularly for a confession. He will take the time to give feedback, bringing it back to our need for God, and also help us learn how to have more compassionate, compassion that is, toward others. And again, we'd like to congratulate Father, Math- Father Matthew Falgren on being chosen in this week's Honor Our Fathers segment. Today's Honor Our Fathers segment, again, on the Real Presence Radio Network, is brought to you in part by West Dakota Oil, located at 604 East Broadway Street in Dickinson. The phone number, 701-225-4292. Thank you to Father Falgren and to all of our priests who are so dedicated in giving of their time, especially those who risk even more during this COVID time. I suppose, Father Buren, with I, I've just seen seeing all the different outreach that you do uh, during this time, trying to welcome parishioners back and make them feel comfortable, make them feel safe. Uh, this is, this is a, another example of our priests going above and beyond, really truly caring about their parishioners, truly truly shepherding in a, in a time of crisis. I think what was helpful, Matt, is when we were on the air at the beginning of the shutdown here in Minnesota, you just, it was a Holy Spirit moment, a God moment, when you just said as we were packing up to go on to the rest of our day, uh, Father Buren, do you know of anybody that could use a radio transmitter? And I jumped <laughs> all over that. And uh, the reason is, is because I was looking for a way that we could celebrate the Mass uh, with more people. Uh, of course, this caught everyone by surprise. And in our rural parish, we weren't you know, set up for technology. You know? And uh, so as a result, we almost immediately began to have Mass in the parking lot without communion. So there was still that spiritual communion, but it was... It was an amazing blessing uh, to be able to be connected somewhat with the people uh, during that time. We, we attended a couple of your Masses in the parking lot here, and it was uh, a, a great experience, uh, something that I'll never forget. 
that's for sure. And I don't think my kids will ever for, forget that either. Very unusual, but creative. It was certainly unusual, and I was grateful that our local city allowed us to borrow some uh, staging that we were able to put up uh, so that we would be up higher, primarily to be seen by the cars for those that wanted to see uh, what was going on and the difficulty of that. And at first, we were actually going to be taking down uh, the staging weekly, but realized it was such an undertaking that we made the decision to make it permanent in that location for as long as it would be needed. And then we had a different entrance into the church because we actually made the decision that when we were told to work from home, and I went and told my staff that we needed to do this, um, we had um, one staff member that made that decision and another one that made the decision to stay. Plus, I had a seminarian at that time who was living in the rectory, and then I had another seminarian who had to leave uh, seminary, so I had uh, a second seminarian, and so we just made the decision, hey, you know, as long as we're here, we'll leave the church open for people to come and pray. So we actually technically, at St. Charles Borromeo, never shut down. Hmm. So that was a blessing to be able to to keep... Um, to keep available the sacrament, so confession in the church, not as a drive-by, but you could come into the church and go to confession as an example or pray in the presence of the blessed sacrament. Uh, what, what, tell us a little bit, Father Barron, about some of the other things that uh, have continu either continued fr from that time or you've started up back again here at the parish. I know you've got, I believe you've got an Alpha program here as well, some yeah, other things going on? We started the Alpha program up again as well, so we are doing that. We have a very active Catholic Daughters of the Americas. One of our members, in fact, is a national um, regent. I happen to be the chaplain for the state of Minnesota for the Catholic Daughters of the Americas, so that is a blessing uh, to have them involved. We have a very active men's group that meets monthly. Um, we have our faith formation uh, that has started up, um, and what we are doing is we're spreading out the classes to different times uh, throughout the week and month because we do our sanitizing in between. And so, as an example, last night for two hours, we had our 10th grade confirmation class that met safely inside, and that would have been about 30 of our young people. And then prior to that, after Mass today, we had our retreat for the juniors that will be confirmed on Wednesday. Um, Bishop John Quinn of our diocese will be coming to celebrate that Mass. And so, uh, yeah, so certainly we are um, a very active parish. There's Bible studies currently going on. Um, our CIA has started up again. Uh, you know, there's there's so many things that then I get a call from the director of the communications for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, asking if we can host the oh, you taping of the uh, TV masses. Oh, okay. <laughs> we got a call from him. Okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking, where are we going to squeeze this in? We have so much going on. Yes. No, God bless. Oh, well, that televised mass, I know uh, we uh, we get a lot of feedback from, from that and a lot of po folks, especially now... Um, grateful for it and expressing that gratitude through beautiful notes and donations. I just want to thank people for that. As well. we, we, we truly appreciate that. We, we, we do our best to, to try to bring you a televised mass that is uh, of high quality. Sometimes equipment fails, uh, and so we beg patience with that. We have some older equipment, and sometimes the audio uh, goes out or, or we get a, a, a card when you get one of those little, little digital cards that uh, is what actually the video is recorded on, sometimes that fails, and we have to uh, go with just one camera. Uh, but we make it work, uh, and we and we 
we, we continue uh, because uh, that's what our Lord calls us to do. And we know that there will be an end to this pandemic. Uh, we, we know it, it had a beginning and it'll have an, an end. It, it will uh, run its course in the meantime. And we uh, just continue to pray for strength and guidance. Uh, but uh, there was something that was brought up in the previous interviewer, one of them, Father Barron, about uh, how there's a lot of fear and anxiety about pain and suffering. Uh, and I think it was regarding Fatima. And the part of the message of Fatima, I think, really is not, not to fear that. Uh, that. That suffering has, God has a plan for suffering. That suffering has significance. And I think that's a really pertinent message during covid because we see so many people just going into a hysteria here, especially early on, trying to figure out, oh, how am I going to protect myself against this? Well, the, the fact is, is that we're not in control. I mean, we can take reasonable precautions, and we should. But the fact is that we're never going to prevent ourselves from dying, ultimately. And our Lord Jesus Christ, he said himself, who of you, by worrying, can extend your life? even by a day there's no there's no use worrying we can be smart about it we can we can again take reasonable steps to try to prevent prevent the spread but um what what life are we really living for i I think that's part of the message of fatima as as uh, is these other marian apparitions and uh I don't know. Your, your, your thoughts, Father Baron? Well, certainly. And uh, we, we do need to be people of faith. And if we even recognize in yesterday's gospel, you know, 2,000 years ago, the leadership was questioning Jesus and trying to trick him up by asking him his opinion on something. And certainly what is happening right now is because fear is getting in the way of faith, there are so many different opinions that are out there. And what we need to do, brothers and sisters, is we need to offer it up. We need to offer up that suffering, that fear that we may have, that that challenge, that anxiety that is coming our way, and be mindful, what is causing that fear? And so, in other words, to find ourselves removing ourselves from those situations so that we can, again, uh, be centered in Jesus, who is the divine physician and healer. And uh, that beautiful story with the two uh, children that um, that knew that they were going to have an early death, you know, and in the midst of that suffering, um, and for every reason for them to just to give up, they offered it up, and it's certainly uh, a tremendous gift. And I think here, um, Matt, we we've heard the phrase many of us growing up in the Catholic um, Church and growing up in Catholic families, offer it up, offer it up, offer it up, you know, and 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 truly, you know, it it has become a phrase that is used a lot but it makes sense. It makes sense that when we can offer up our suffering, our struggle, our anxiety, our worry, whatever it is, and uh, offer it up, bring it to the Lord who knows the ultimate suffering, who knows the ultimate challenges, and yet he would still, if he had the choice, do it all over again. Right. I, I think it was Pope St. John Paul II who said that Christ does not promise anyone a comfortable life. And in this culture, in the United States, we have grown so accustomed to having everything our way. Uh, you know, it's like kind of like the fast food spirituality. I want it my way right away. And how dare anybody get in the way <laughs> of what I want, exactly how I want it. And that, I think, 
also is spilled into the liturgy a little bit too, where we, if it's something is not exactly uh, suiting us, our, our, our personal tastes, we tend to react negatively. We, we want to decide ourselves where we meet God and how we meet him, uh, whether it be within the liturgy or, or outside. And we kind of tend to put him in that box and say, no, I'm only going to encounter him in this type of, of setting. I'm only going to encounter him in comfortable situations, in situations where it suits me, where I'm having all of, all of my needs attended to, or all of my wants, really. Uh, we, we, God gives us what we need. But I, I oftentimes will try to stretch that myself and say, well, if my wants are not being met, I uh, don't know where God is. And it's convenient to do that sometimes. I'm Father Tim Buren, along with Matt Wilcom. We're coming to you live, Real Presence Live, from the parish St. Charles Borromeo Catholic Church, which is one of my parishes located here in southeast Minnesota. When we look outside, there's still corn to be uh, harvested. This is a very rural area, but, uh, Matt, we're also in the shadow, if you look west, to just uh, 20 minutes down the road, the uh, Mayo Clinic. And so we have lots of our parishioners that work in the medical field. And so um, there are still people that, for different reasons, are needing to uh, be at home for worship. So they watch on live stream or they watch the televised masses. Um, or we still actually have the parking lot, so people still can come and attend mass in the parking lot at the same time. Um, my point for bringing all of this up is because of the, you know, the fear that is there and, and whatnot. Um, I just, uh, I just acknowledge that, you know, that, that fear that people are having. I go back to March and remember what happened in March, mm. just so we don't forget this. In March, so many people were saying, this is not fair. This is not fair. They can't close the churches. They can't close. Th we need to be in church. We need to be there. They can't close our churches. This is absolutely ridiculous. And then what happens then? Now, this is October. Well... I don't know. It's it's just I I I'm going hunting. I'm going to do this, or I'm going to, you know. So I, I think what has happened in in these six months is, in some ways, we have become lazy in our faith. And I just want to challenge us in that. And that is not in any way to shame those of you listeners that are having health concerns. Of course, not at all. And so so we don't become lazy in our faith and allow again the fear factor to take over. Are we spending um, a lot of our time on social media? Are we taking time to read new books? Are we taking time to find ourselves praying more, fasting more? You know, this is our time to grow in holiness. This is our time to grow in our relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, at the very beginning of the lockdown, people were trying new hobbies and learning new things. And, you know, there were things that were being posted all over the place on YouTube and whatnot. Uh, you know, and people were trying to keep busy. I think they were trying to keep busy so they didn't see what was in the midst of them. Well, maybe we should keep busy with our spiritual life. And when we focus everything on the Lord in the sacramental life of the church, we're not going to become complacent or lazy or... You know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, even if we try to distract ourselves with certain things that we don't have to... So we don't have to think about what's going on around us or, 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 or think about our spiritual life, uh, sometimes God just, he just breaks through. <laughs> and even in a situation where, you know, uh, it may seem like, oh, I can't bear this suffering, whatever it, it may be. 
God, he has foreseen this from all eternity, that this would happen. He's, and also, the, I mean, along with the virus, but then also just in the everyday circumstances of our lives, bad things happen sometimes. And it's not a direct willing of him, but he allows it. And he has decided from all eternity, this is how I'm going to use this for my glory and for your sanctification, your purification, Matt or Father Biren or whoever is out there. Uh, he, he knows exactly what has transpired, that he knew he knew it was going to transpire, and he knows exactly how he's going to use it. So Say, we, don't, we, can't, we, don't, we shouldn't be fearful. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta would say, and I'm going to paraphrase how she said it, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, um, God does not give us any more than we can handle. And then she added, I wish he didn't trust me so much. <laughs> oh, yes. I, that also reminds me of another quote. I think it was it's that famous scene of um, her story of St. Teresa of Avila when she's traveling, I think, to one of the uh, monasteries that she had established in Spain. And she ends up falling off a horse, I think, into the mud. And she says something like, Lord, if this is how you treat your friends, no wonder you have so few. And that's a really funny way of, of uh, thinking about our, our spirituality as far as suffering and, and bearing things that we don't necessarily want to bear. Um, you know, one of the spiritual works of mercy, I believe, is, is bearing wrongs patiently. These things will happen. Uh, it's not like we can avoid them because we live in a, a fallen world. We have both, both moral and we have natural evil. You know, we've got moral evil in the sense of the sins that I commit or others commit uh, against God and, or against myself. But then we also have nature itself rebelling against that sin and manifesting itself in, in different diseases, including covid yeah, or any, any other number of, of diseases uh, or, or ailments. And that's not something that we can ever get away from. You know, there's some people out there who think, well, science advance, it'll, it'll advance enough eventually that we might even be able to cheat death forever. Well, no, that's, that's not reasonable. That's, that's not going to happen. I would challenge our listeners to look up and reconnect with the spiritual and corporal works of mercy, especially during this time. It's a way, again, for us to see how are we actively living out uh, this avenue of our faith life, which is so important, and for us to be that witness. Absolutely. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Tim Buren. We're broadcasting from the Church of St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, Minnesota, in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And all throughout the Upper Midwest and on the RPR app, which is downloadable, free. Uh, you can also listen for free on, online at realpresenceradio.com. Thanks for staying with us on the big show here. Before we head into our next segment, I want to invite you to visit, again, our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. There you can listen to programming from your local area. Find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows Submit a prayer intention, nominate your favorite priest for donuts, and more. Be sure to check it out, realpresenceradio.com. Again, realpresenceradio.com. Up next, it's the new executive director of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin, a beautiful place, and a fantastic priest who is taking the reins there. 
of uh, Cardinal B Raymond Burke's project that has borne so much great fruit so far, and uh, there's even more great things to come for that shrine. More great things to come here on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.